0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and everything in between, welcome back to This Podcast is In Your Mind, a podcast about psychology, literature, and modern media. I am your host, Sam, and today's episode I am joined by uh, my very good friend, and most likely my reoccurring guest, Ashley. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about Ruby and the main four characters of Ruby, and how each character has dealt with their PTSD after the fall of Beacon, so heavy spoilers for anything post Season three of Ruby, but before we dive in, I want to remind our listeners about our Twitter, Tumblr, and now Instagram, which you can find at t p i i y m, which is the abbreviated version of this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. So uh, we're gonna go in order of each character, based on the show's name. So R, let's go with Ruby Rose. So Ashley, have any opening statements? Well, that,
1: there's a lot to go on with her because she is the main character and she has probably dealt with not maybe the most, but one of the most traumatic
0: events in her life.
1: Well, Or when, just traumatic events and
0: all. When it came to the fall of Beacon, I think she was one of the people who witnessed the most next yeah. to Blake. Yeah. Blake slash Yang, but... Uh, Ruby had... Before, when Beacon first started to really full. She saw the death of Penny. Yeah. She witnessed the death of Pira, And then she saw the whole school collapse. And she basically saw the death of her sister's soul. Yeah. Because when we see at towards the end of the Volume 3 finale, she goes into her sister and Yang's just broken on that bed with her yeah. missing arm. And she looks... For once in Ruby's life, she seems to be lost. Well, not once. She's been lost throughout the first three seasons, but this is the first time we see her kind of, like, really, really unsure of her next step. So she goes to Yang, who seems to have the answer for everything. Yeah. And her sister's like, I don't know. Like, she kind of says, go on without me. And Ruby's like, well, what about her? And And Yang just pushes her away.
1: Yeah, especially since Ruby has kind of followed Yang in almost every step of life. So not having her to kind of either by be by her side or kind of lead her towards where she's supposed to be, she's very, very lost. She does not know what and, to do, and that's traumatic to her because she's
0: and she's, this is not the sister that she knows no, her the, not her, at all. her sister has always been upbeat and spunky, and her sister is just not not emotionally responding.
1: Yeah, like she's no longer like the bright yellow that, yeah. that her whole character's kind of about. She's no longer the, the girl that cracks the puns every single second.
0: Yeah, it's, the, the, like, what, what she's witnessing, like I said, is, like, the death of her sister, which is also, it, it's traumatic for someone who she's grown up with her entire life and who's always been, like, her rock. For just someone to...
1: Sorry, just moving
0: this. <laughs> I don't want it to fall. <laughs> For just this person to collapse yeah. is devastating to her. Yeah. And, well, so going on from season three, I think one of the real kind of insights that we see into Ruby's own emotions is when she's sleep. It's the scene in volume four. She's sleeping and then she hears the voices and then she wakes up and she hears Pyrrha's voice. She walks into the forest and she sees Jean practicing with the video of Pyrrha. Yeah. And we see her kind of look visually upset, which isn't something that we see often from her. Yeah. Because for, for the most part, she's, she's kind of taken on with the rest of Team Juniper the role of Yang. Where she's like always the one pushing people forward and like, no, we got to keep doing this. We got to keep going. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But so with... What I think her coping mechanism is mostly is Repression of her own emotions Yeah And trying to be that support for everyone else
1: Yeah, and then also I, I forgot the name of the, the coping mechanism Where uh, When something's happening You do the like opposite Like let's say You really hate someone You're very nice to them Like I don't know how to explain it But she's She's like she feels like she's let down everyone that she's trying to kind of switch it up and be like a really good leader I think yeah
0: I think she she thinks that she's failed as a leader because her team is broken up yeah because she I mean when she when she sees Yang in volume three she asks she's like where's Weiss where's Blake and she's like they're gone so and Ruby has always been about in the past two volumes about keeping the team together and, like, really emphasizing her whole thing on teamwork. Volume 1 with her whole situation was why was like, no, we're a team, we have to stay together, you know, we have to support one another. So, her team being shattered and being basically displaced yeah. across the globe, that's, I think in her eyes she's has seen herself as a failure. And now is trying to, kind of, be that support that Juniper okay. needs since they lost, kind of, like, their main their strongest person, which would have been Pira.
1: And then, like, the thing that comes along with that is that you see her around all these people, and you forget that she's, what, like, two years younger? She's younger than all of them. Yeah, like... That's what people start to kind of forget. Like, they they look at her, they're like, oh, yeah, she's, like, she's innocent, she's naive. Like, that's, like, her whole thing. But people, like, even me, I forget that she's younger than them.
0: Yeah, like, so, starting off with volume when she's about 15, so that means Yang is roughly around 17, 18 years old, because Beacon is kind of the college or university of remnant, or, like, those schools or universities, so she's already entering at a young age, but, you know, obviously the first two volumes are much more happier than the, the recent ones, but it's... For such a young mind to be affected, because, you know, she's still about 15, 16 when the full of beacon happens. For that much trauma, like, seeing your friends actually being murdered in front of your eyes is horrifying. Yeah. That's horrifying for an adult.
1: That, yeah, and then for her, especially with her kind of idea that, like, she has to be the leader, she has to help, like, she's the one that's supposed to keep them all together, and then seeing everyone she loves get hurt, get killed, that's insane.
0: And I think that also may have broken her idealization of hunters and huntresses
1: especially with everything that's happened in the last season with crow her kind of realizing oh he's not like the great guy that i kind of thought he was with his drinking and all of that
0: like she like she verbally and like emotionally gets pissed at crow she's like you need to clean up your fucking act
1: and that's and that's one great kind of character development because she did kind of idolize him even though we kind of saw that he wasn't really the best person but also that's very damaging for her because you gotta think she went from idolizing him to seeing that oh he's not this like, is a person.
0: child and they're like their whole thing is saving the world they're looking to this adult who's basically I'm who says I'm giving up and she's like yeah. yo clean your fucking act <laughs> together yeah and
1: especially since like like Him and Ty are the only kind of parental figures she has now and that she's kind of ever had because you gotta think, she lost her mother and then Raven, she didn't even know her. Yeah. So, they're the only ones. She's been away from Ty at at school and then with Crow, like, he's kind of been around,
0: but he's been and and she's she's relying on him throughout this whole thing and then when he basically like says we can't do anything she's like this isn't the person who i know so now she is taking on the role of the adult once again repressing her own emotions for the greater good and i guess that's more of her altruistic self yeah but still that's like no. around this time she's only 17
1: yeah she's taking on this older role and like we said She's the youngest one there.
0: Yeah, out of all of them, Next to Oscar, she's the youngest.
1: Yeah. But even with Oscar, yeah, he's very young, but also he has this very old mind in his mind right now.
0: <laughs> An older man and a younger boy. <laughs>
1: shut, shut up! You're gonna get demonetized.
0: <laughs> I'm not monetized in the first place.
1: No, but yeah, she's she's being forced to mature... At a rate that she shouldn't have to, and that's going to hurt her in the long run. But I think... And it's
0: already hurting her. I think... Yes, it is hurting her, but I think it's also making her a stronger person. She's... Stronger... It's making her a stronger person,
1: but by the worst means possible.
0: Yeah, but it's like... She idolized, like, the idea of a huntress and and a hunter so much... But that being shattered, I think, is somewhat healthy because she's getting a reality check horribly,
1: horribly. Worst means, but... But
0: she is getting that reality check that this is not... I mean, half of the songs are talking, and Ruby are talking about how life isn't this fairy tale that you imagined. And those songs are really about Ruby herself, which... This fantasy that you've made for yourself, that of glory and victory, doesn't exist. When it, anytime you've seen any arc with crow, that's not that's not how the hunter life is. It is very depressing people die.
1: Yeah, and it, it's funny you saying like oh, it's not about like it's not all fairy tale and all that and then all the characters are based off fairy Fair tales. tales. It's kind of giving an ironic twist to them. Yeah. And it's and it's actually showing like how traumatic these events have hit these people has hit these kids cuz like oh you see like um with ruby people are like oh she's probably dorothy or like red riding hood but both of those characters are young innocent and then ruby herself is also innocent and naive and all that and young and then have her go through all this and even like those other two characters also went through traumatic stuff too and it's just kind of showing that It's, she's just, this is going to affect her mentally, physically, if like, if there's like a religion thing, because I know that there are the gods, it's going to hit her probably spiritually too. Well, we'll just like,
0: well, continuing on with like how it's affected the characters, like let's go on Weiss because there's, there's something interesting about Weiss where I was trying to look in, like, I was thinking about it, I was like, Weiss doesn't really yes, her main coping thing is anger, but I've looked more into it and it's more of like an activist kind of thing where I, I, I'm solely basing this on the 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 part, the charity gala that happens in Atlas and because that just speaks so much about her own way of like ha- dealing with this trauma is that she's like horrified at the way that the Elysian people are treating the matter because she's listening to the people in the party and they're like well, Vale had this coming. Beacon wasn't strong enough. And then suddenly Douche Dick comes over and he's like... He's like, oh, I only come here for the parties. And she's like, do you, she, she's like, do you even know what the fuck this is for? And he's like, no, I just come here for the and drinks. you know
1: what? I think that with everything that's happened to her and her interactions with Team Ruby and everyone at Beacon, I think that her at the gala and her at vol- in Volume 1 when we first met her... They're different people. They, they, they would have had different reactions to that gala and i think it was because of one the events that she's gone through because she was at the fall a beacon that's why she's like so into it but like with volume one like yes she's gone through traumatic things with her family and all that um but with the addition of all that other just traumatic events she has also grown as a person, and by the worst means necessary. <laughs> well,
0: like, so, so Volume 1 wife already suffers with pretty heavy traumatic, like, issues with, like, her her alcoholic mother, which we assume because she's... They mentioned her drinking, and it's, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Her dad's an asshole. Her sister just, like, is emotionally vacant, and her, her brother's, like, a sociopath.
1: Yeah, he's, um... Uh... He's always like, oh, I'm gonna be the hair. Yeah, hair like
0: Whit- Whit- Whitley's like a little piece of shit.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Wy- Volume One Weiss comes in being only knowing what she knows, and it's a very protect myself attitude. Very
1: secluded, isolated. Like
0: she, like, she and, and and if you, a lot of stuff for Ruby is in the songs of the soundtracks, and a lot of Weiss's songs talks about being isolated in oneself for protection. Mm-hmm. So Ice Ice <laughs> <laughs> Weiss <laughs> withdraws into herself. For her own means. So when she finally is able to open up to Team Ruby, she becomes a whole new person. She realizes that there are people that you could trust and and you won't be hurt by. So when she's thrown back into Atlas, she kind of has to go back into that isolated self because she can't trust anybody in her family.
1: Yeah, because they have not shown her anything to even trust them at
0: all. She slightly opens up to Whitley, and he basically throws that in her face and is like... and.
1: but then also, Whitley did kind of... It was kind of a throwaway comment, but I've seen people say, like... Because he was saying, oh, me and me and father are going to go out to the shops today. People took that as, oh, he's, like, saying that, oh, dad loves me more, but uh, people were actually thinking that Whitley was telling her, like, hey, dad's going to be out of the house. Mm. So, so who knows if uh, Weiss does, like have some, like, affection coming from her brother, but in, like, the weirdest way possible of, like, backhanded affection.
0: Well, the same thing with, like, Winter. Like, she... Like, Winter gets off the plane, calls her sister a boob and hits her.
1: (laughs) It's... Uh, Weiss needs to get away from her family.
0: <laughs> well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like when Weiss learns that, like, there are people who will genuinely care for her, and not in this, yeah. we- like, not in this weird way that her siblings yeah, treat her.
1: Yeah, weird, backhanded, like you, you don't know, and that could also, that could also uh, contribute to her, like, just trauma with it, to where she comes to school and she meets this girl that is just nonstop wanting to be her friend and give her. Like, affection, friendship, and all that. And she's not used to that at all.
0: Yeah, it's like, she she's used to being, like, secluded and, like, that heart. And like,
1: practically, like, used. Because you've got to think, in Atlas, she's, like, practically royalty. Yeah. To where so many people would probably try to date her, she, be well, friends with her, just because... That's why she doesn't trust she, she
0: She's, like, pe- she openly says this. She's, like, people have only wanted to, like...
1: Be friends. Be, with, be with
0: me because of my family.
1: That's that's what she was trying to get with Pura, because Pura also kind of had that, because she was like the well known like athlete. So
0: I guess like, why like that's why Weiss like tried to befriend Pyrrha. because she's like, well we're in the same yeah. boat.
1: Yeah, the way that she made it sound was like she was just trying to like use her, use her for her advantage. But which I'm sure what we've learned now because of her family. She was probably just trying to find someone who's like who to, had a similar to, situation, who was like her, so that she didn't feel alone anymore. Well, that
0: or she may have been using Pierre because that's all she grew up with was being yeah. it was like use being people to your advantage.
1: advantage. Yeah, if if there's like if you don't take advantage of someone, they're gonna take, take advantage, advantage
0: of you. you. So speaking of taking, being taken advantage, let's go back to Blake, who <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> has possibly some of the worst emotional trauma prior to coming to Beacon, and that shit is thrown back into the like back into her yeah. present.
1: Just one, her coming from a race that has been discriminated against, been put into practically slavery in the past. She one already comes, and then she comes from. the the continent where all these uh, people are basically people together and are secluded from everyone. And yes, it seems like they wanted to be away from them, but also it just... It segregates them even more. The
0: humans segregate them. They put them on this yeah. continent and they go have fun, have fun. Yeah, it's
1: like, hey, like, we're giving this to you when really it was like, get away from us. Yeah. So she's already... So
0: she's already faced, like, racism and discrimination. discrimination. So then she becomes part of this activist group, which her family runs. runs. Her family steps down, so... And she's put in this weird situation of do I side with my family or do I side with this... Yeah. The new leader's ideals. So she decides that her parents... Are like you know she doesn't understand why her pants are backing down. She's like, no, I'm gonna stay strong for our people. Yeah. And then she gets manipulated by st- stupid goat man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Shut
0: up. laughs> Not no, up.
1: so yeah, Adam just takes her, just kind of
0: her passion her and uses passion it
1: and her. Uh, I think I don't what know the I, word.
0: her love, like her her passion, her determination, her love, and her, her
1: kind of fear too.
0: And her fear uses it for his own desires of just like pure evil.
1: Yeah. And like, then when she tries to get away from him, he keeps trying to get her back.
0: So what like vo- like volume 1 like we see is likewise a secluded person because of her past. Once we get to know her past, we understand why this person is secluded and stays away from everyone cuz she believes people who come near her are going are destined to get her and she's like forced herself into this mindset so likewise at the end of volume one we see her being able to open up to team ruby that continues into volume two and three and then volume three she slams that door shut again because adam comes back almost kills yang yeah and she blames herself for it she
1: blames she blames herself and then instead of like, going to Yang and trying to help her, she mm. runs. Because that's all she's ever known. So, she runs. She runs back to where she believes.
0: She- it's, like, not safe for her, necessarily. Safe for Yang. Safe for all of her friends that she's yeah. ever met. Like, and when Sun follows her on the boat, she's like, what are you doing here? You're gonna get hurt. Like, yeah. she doesn't... I don't want to say she doesn't connect the dots that Adam's the problem, not her. But she almost, like, blame. She blames herself.
1: It's like she knows that Adam's the problem, but she believes that because she was with Adam, because she was helping him, and that with all that, she believes that, yes, he's the problem, but she made the problem.
0: Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how to bounce off that, because that's a really good point. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, she fears Adam, so she's... Trying not to spread that fear to her friends and to the people who she cares about. And Sun- She's trying to draw the line of fire
1: away from them.
0: And Sun tells her in, was it, volume, what is it, volume I don't five? Remember the volumes. Volume four? I think it was volume four. I don't <laughs> remember, it was volume four or five. <laughs> <laughs> He's like- you need to stop pushing people away and then he says especially yang who's done nothing but care for you he's yeah. like people like me and yang because those are the people who have been the most supportive for her he's like you need to stop pushing us away because you're not only hurting yourself you're hurting those people and like she's like i don't want it. she's like i don't mean she's like she's kind of like what do you mean i'm hurting these people he's like you think you're helping them but you're hurting them and the he's like you're protecting them physically yeah kind of yeah but you're hurting them emotionally. He's like, stop pushing people away who care about you and are willing to help you.
1: Yeah, and, like, with Yang, um, like, when she got hurt and Blake ran, that's kind of what kind of spiled her into the isolation that she had. If Blake had stayed and just kind of talked to her and helped her and all that, I believe that both of them... Would have come out of that situation a lot better. Because they both kind of ran. Well, and Yang ran home. Blake ran home.
0: Yeah. Well, in volume six, like... It's still, like, an ongoing issue with them until the end of the volume. Because Blake says to her, she's like, I'm going to protect you. And, like, Yang's like, you don't need to protect me. And she's like...
1: Yeah.
0: She's like... W- like, stop trying to, like, put yourself in the situation... And then at the end, they kind of decide that they're going to support each other. It's not going to be this one sided thing, which, like, Blake. Yeah. I think Yang gets mad at Blake because she's trying to make it a one sided situation. She's trying yeah. to put all, like, the weight on her, and Yang's yeah. like, I'm willing to share it. Stop yeah, doing like,
1: it. She's trying to tell her that her sacrificing herself is not going to be a win. Yeah. Like, it's. They're not going to win by her practically killing herself.
0: Yeah. And, like, and Yang's tired of it, which. Yeah. i get it i've been friends with people who just emotionally drain you because like they keep hurt like they keep emotionally hurting themselves and they emotionally hurt me i'm like can you like not can you stop like yeah. i like i want to help you so it's emotionally draining for yang and i get it and yeah. yang, yang just keeps pushing herself she's like i want to stay with you and she does and then like yeah. realizes kind of snaps out of it. it's like no like i'm gonna stay with yeah, you the
1: point of a friendship is to help each other emotionally physically spiritually whatever you need that's the point of a friendship and because they obviously not even like as like a shipper they obviously have something more than a friendship yeah so that that means that everything is kind of triple full too with the being there for each other and with blake running and yang running too they have just kind of took, like, whatever kind of development they've had of, like, Blake opening up to them and then Yang kind of being more than just the, the freaking, the tank of the group. And they just kind of took a step back when if they just talked to each other, they would have taken a leap
0: forward. Well, like, I'm, I'm going to, like, piggyback off you to just start talking about Yang. Because Yang... Uh, in the early volumes, she kind she talks about her issues with her mother, season two. She explains the story of her mother, but we don't really get the bulk of it until, like, season four. Season... No, like, season five. She, like, confronts her mother. Yeah. She tells Weiss. She's like, yeah, like, she's like, I grew up isolated, too. She's like, I no, I didn't have anyone to rely on. She's like, I had to take on the mother role for the sake of Ruby. She's like she's like i had a mother i lost one i had a mother again and i lost her again
1: yeah and to think to have that and then in the later volumes have her mother just kind of thrown at her and have her mother kind of be antagonistic towards her towards her and her friends is has to be just just hurtful on her mental state
0: so like I, I'm gonna like go back and forth between Blake and Yang because their yeah. their charm is very intertwined with each other. Because Yang says to why, she's like, Well what if I needed her too? She's like she just ran, she's like she's like, doesn't she understand that we would be there like we're all gonna be there for her? Like she's basically saying, Why can't I get through like her head that there are people that care for her and when you when you run it's like you're saying that you don't care for me, so all of Yang's hurt and trauma, yeah, getting your arm cut off is pretty traumatic, I would say.
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) But, like, Yang gets over that pretty quickly. I mean, see, she still has, like, the shaky hand and stuff. When she re-encounters Adam in Volume 6, she's terrified. But, like, but Yang and Blake finally come together and they stand against him and they kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they realize that they're just gonna. They sh- they work stronger together, and if they work together, they're gonna get over their emotional trauma. Because yeah. the the bulk of Yang's emotional trauma comes from Blake just running, cause she yeah. she can't fathom why she would do it.
1: Like I said, with both of them running from each other, they took the step back. If they were to talk to each other and help each other get over it, it would have been the leap forward. Like it, both of their traumas would have. Like, not gone away because that's never going to happen. But it would have at least lessened.
0: Yeah, it would have... Even
1: if the tiniest amount, it's still an amount.
0: Because, like, Ye has, like, the nightmares and she she has issues when she's kind of recovering at home with her arm. And she's still... she was very unsure about the mechanical arm. But, you know, she learns it. it. It becomes a part of her. But when she's... You know, she doesn't see Blake until the end of Volume 5... And even then, it continues in volume six. There's still issues with them, and when they finally able to like to talk it out more, less verbally and more like action packed wise versus Adam. And then you have the really cute holding scene at the end. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, just like the entirety of like Yang's issue is she's pissed at Blake. I, mean, I would get that too. I would be that too. It's yeah. it's kind of like a breakup, like. Yo, I, I emotionally supported you for how long, and then you're just going to dip on me because, yeah. like, and I, I, you know, Yang said openly says that she feels betrayed, like, you betrayed me, like, you betrayed all this time, and, like, effort And I thought we were getting, we were getting somewhere, and then, like, what, what was it all for? Step back, leap ahead. Leap forward. Leap forward. Boom.
1: <laughs> Boom, drop the mic. Yeah,
0: it's, it's really easy just to tie Yang and Blake together, and I think... Yeah. With that, we could wrap up.
1: Yeah, just as like a closing thing. All four of them have had similar yet completely different events in their life that have traumatized them beyond belief more than kids at their age should have because they're still kids even if they're like around 18, they're still very young.
0: I mean, we're around their age and i haven't got my arm cut off (laughs) yeah it's
1: like like we think that some of the stuff that we've gone through is pretty bad it's pretty bad but like to think of it in their context it's i don't know how i would have survived if i had gone through what they had gone through well
0: like there's like a beautiful message in ruby where like they're all able to pick themselves up at the end of the day and just keep moving forward yeah as Matu would say yeah keep moving yeah. Which like that that's like the whole message of the show is like you just gotta like no matter what hits you down, no matter who, no matter what, no matter what you're feeling, you just gotta at the end of the day just pick yourself up and just keep keep walking. And if you
1: can't pick yourself up on your own, you'll have people s- people someone at, to help you get up and help you take that first step again.
0: Yeah. So, I think that was a really nice note to end it on. Mm. So, thank you everyone for joining us this evening afternoon commute whatever (laughs) um i hope you have a splendid day or night wherever you are and please don't forget to follow us on twitter tumblr and instagram for updates about the podcast